the context of sound. I'm going to talk today about a couple of people. Um, and really, I think I'm going to focus mainly on Missy because I love her so much. And you can't really talk about Missy without talking about Tim because their um, relationship and their musical sort of partnership uh, spans the entire uh, length of their careers. Um, they started together. They'll end together. That's what I love about the two of them um, is that, like, uh, I think, like, R&B and hip-hop are just full of all of these relationships that, have always, that go south and sour and mm. left and right. But those two have been, like, super good homies since the very beginning. They were neighbors when they were little kids. Really? And, yeah. And they've been they've been friends since friends and collaborators since then and I um I wanted to focus on Missy just because um to me she's just such a an important person because I think that she more than anyone I I that I can think of is responsible for um I think the way people look at female MCs, uh, the way that we value um, kind of like innovation uh, and the sort of idea of music and, and visuals kind of really going hand in hand uh, and, and her sort of exploration of just doing the shit that she thinks is cool and weird and like being very much so about that. But then from a business perspective, She's been in complete control of her career from the very beginning. Um, and for a woman to be able to do that um, in the in the 90s, mm. where no woman was able to be in control of their career in that sense, from the very beginning, she mm. was like, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Um, and, and you can tell us in the story. But anyways, I'm just really inspired by her in a lot of ways, but also because she just makes some of the dopest shit uh, ever. And she's amazing. She's a bona fide goat. She is. She just is. And, like, Timbaland, in his own right, is also a musical genius. Mm -hmm. um, what he was able to do is, I mean, he helped define... I mean, there would be no Missy no Missy Productions without the influence of Timbaland in her life mm. and, and what he was able to show her. Um, so that is not to, not to not give him his propers because he's obviously such a badass as well. And we'll get into some of his bigger hits, too, because, like, I love Tim yeah. as well. Um so I'll just get started. Um, Missy, uh, they were both, Missy and Tim were both born in Virginia. Um, Missy, born Missila, Melissa Elliott. Um, Missila. Melissa <laughs> was, uh, she grew up very, very poor. Her dad was in the Marines, her mom, again. Oh my God, girl, I'm sorry. <sighs> about to go on my shit about Missy. It's kidding. Um, but she was very, um, She's always been uh, the stories are kind of of her and her um, her growing up all kind of focused around her always she's always been a performer like when she was a little kid she was always saying that she wanted to be a superstar uh, and her and her and her mother were you know saying that like this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do my entire life there's never been anything I've ever else I wanted to do since I can remember I've just wanted to make music and I wanted to be a star uh, and it's crazy because. Um, Everything in her life growing up was just kind of against that. Like, her father was incredibly, incredibly abusive. Really? Um, beat her mother every day. Um, pulled a gun out on them once. Um, actually hit Missy a couple times. Wow. Um, so she grew up in, the, in in that sort of space. Um, she was also sexually abused by her cousin. 
um, who was, I think, 16 when she was eight. Uh, wow. And she started dealing with that uh, and moved around a lot, too. And so uh, and, and she had a really kind of obviously less than ideal life growing up uh, in the and she one thing that I saw that, that I read that was really really sad was that she would send tapes to Michael and Janet oh my asking God. to be rescued from her family um, and she was she was so drawn to that kind of like that that the music um, and she found that it to be kind of like her escape from it all. And that, I, I don't know, I read that and I was just like really kind of moved by it. Um, but, you know, she kind of, her, after, I think she was probably around the time she was like 14 or 15, um, her, you know, with the help of her, her mother's family uh, and friends, uh, they moved out and moved away uh, from her father. So they got away. Uh, and Missy kind of says that like that happening in her life, like seeing her mother, go through that and then finally kind of realize that you know once she was away from him that like she was fine and she was strong and could take care of her shit mm. that that really kind of is a reason why she has been such like the type of woman that she is that she's been like no matter what like I'm gonna handle my own shit um, and that's kind of that's a really great thing so uh, in the early 90s right around then you know Missy's a teenager uh, she forms this uh, all female R&B group called when, Faze when was she born? she was born in like the 70s mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> so um, like 76 or something like that. Oh, she's like 44. Um, so Faze, which they na- later named Sista, with her friends LaShawn, Chonita, and Radia. Yes, girls, uh, come through. <laughs> uh, and Sister was produced by Tim. Uh, that's kind of how they all came together. They were all like neighborhood homies who uh, started making tracks. I found one of their songs. It was like a, she was singing She was singing group, it, right? Because yeah. Because she's, she was a singer first. Yeah. Um, so I'll play this one. A bit from some early Missy. Janet. It's very Janet. It's also very like you hear those Missy like wanna be. Yeah. You know those just like ah. I just love the way she harmonizes her shit. Like, yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, and even that's that's 1991. This is before Missy's even anything. Wow. Um, so Sista uh, is discovered by Devante Swing from Jodeci. Uh, Jodeci is like my favorite R and B group. I think I'd have to say we have to probably do an episode on Jodeci because like between well, you know, Lifetime's them, gonna fuck that up. Yeah, between Jodeci and then Casey and JoJo in its own right. Um, you know, Lifetime is doing a movie, right? <laughs> a Jodeci movie? Yes. No. That's their next thing. No. Yeah. They just. They Which BET no should do it because <clears throat> apparently they know how to do a biopic. I know. A biopic. A biopic. A biopic. 
tomatoes, 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 um, tomatoes. Um, <laughs> so they would just dis- anyhow. So, so they were discovered by Devante Swing, right. um, whom had started collecting all these kind of people. So Devante kind of got everybody started. So that's the Neptunes, that's Timbaland, that's Magoo. Um, uh, he had Genuine, uh, Total. Is um, Genuine from Virginia? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Actually, wow. I don't know. I don't quote me on that. I'm just gonna say yes, but probably not. But I think so. Maybe some Philly. I'm gonna Google it yeah, while you Google while it. you. Anyways, so Devante um, starts kind of incorpor like getting um, uh, he has, in order to sign uh, Sista. He like Missy was very much so like yo my boy Tim has he's to from be DC. With he's from so DC. So very close. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Missy, like, says that in order to kind of sign them that they have to take Tim. So Tim ends up um, producing their first record, which actually never made it out mm. um, due to some some issues. But <clears throat> they... Um, some record company fuckery. Well, I mean, Devante was apparently, like, pretty controlling and wasn't really giving them enough sort of, like, space to do what they wanted to do the way they wanted to do it. Um, and instead of sticking around, Missy was just like, I'm out. Because, um, again, like I said, she doesn't do anything she wanted to do. Um, and she dipped out of that. And the group kind of fell, didn't, I mean, it just obviously fell apart, but um, she was in this, there's a story, because um, kind of her first big feature was a track uh, called The Things That You Do. It, it was um, a Gina Thompson track. Mm-hmm. Uh, big um, Biggie and uh, Puffy were doing a remix for it. And they ran into Missy when she was in the studio, and they were like, yo, um, or, or Puffy ran into to Missy in the studio and, and asked her to like, to just kind of try a verse out and funny story that I didn't actually know until just recently is like Missy doesn't record any of her vocals in front of anybody ever. Mm. She never yeah, has. Yeah, I heard that. Um, <clears throat> she tracks her own vocals. She, tra- she tracks her own things and she just she won't do it in front of people. And the one time that she I think she did was this and then she immediately left because she just didn't want like any any reaction. And the things that you do this remix is. Uh, specifically, like, really dope for Missy because, like, it was, like, Missy's first, like, thing. Uh, and it was a very classic Missy Elliott sound from the get-go and it kind of defined the rest, the way the rest of her kind of career went. Oh, yes. Man's making to you. Hey. This was a... A major, major smash. Specifically, uh, the remix. Uh. Oh my god, this is such a cut. Mm. 
Yeah, so such a good track. Um, Missy's track, like verse on that, was like her first big sort of thing, and that was put out into the to, to, sort of the people, and and already that, it sounds like it, a Missy. It was it, like, that. I mean, yeah. like, he 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 how he 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 how like everybody yeah. was like gagging about it. They're yeah. just like, what the fuck was that? Like, and just like really into it. I was like, this is weird. And Missy's and like you should definitely check out the the music video because like. The thing that, like, like I said, that I love so much about her is that she has always been herself from the very beginning. Mm. Like, a Missy Elliott, like, experience has always just been like, look, I am just that, I am, I am that good. Uh, and for her to, like, be up next to Puffy and, uh, and, and, and uh, Biggie, who at the time, uh, this was, like, you know, 1994, 95, like, there was nobody bigger than Bad Boy at the time. Like, mm. nobody. Uh, and this complete, like, kind of unknown to come through and just kind of blow everyone's mind as a female MC who was, like, completely different than Foxy or Kim, who were the only kind of other two people. I mean, there are other people, obviously, but those are two kind of mainstays that were kind of, uh, when it comes to female MCs doing anything, for her to be this complete opposite of that. Like, she made massive waves. Uh, and then <clears throat> after that, uh, they, her and... Um, Tim are introduced to Aaliyah, um, at whom they ended up producing her entire uh, One in a Million record. So this was like after she did her first record with with Mr. Robert Kelly. Yes. This is after the AJ Nothing But a Number record yeah. came out. Uh, so and what, they probably split. like 96? This is 96. This is yeah. 96. Um, so... They they met Aaliyah. Which, uh, which uh, life? Did you see that Lifetime movie? No, I refused to watch it. <laughs> I refused to watch it. I don't it. know why. Like I guess why I'm do just you keep putting watching, myself yeah, just, on that. I all I do is watch Lifetime movies, <laughs> which I don't. But you watch all of them. No, I really don't. <laughs> I really do not. Um, I watched like thirty minutes of the Whitney one. <laughs> yeah, which had great wigs. Great wigs. I watched beautiful gowns. <laughs> I watched. I watched a couple. I watched, but I did watch the. I did watch the Aaliyah one, and they had like. I remember when she was like, "I really love Missy and Tim. I love their new sound. It's so groundbreaking. I want them to produce my next album." And the record executive was like, "Well, they're unheard of, and we don't know who they are." And yeah. no, and she was like, "Well, then I'm not making another album." <laughs> that is dramatic, for no real reason. But they end up producing two records on uh, Aaliyah's uh, second record uh, or a second album. Uh, the title a, track. The title track, One in a Million, um, which I shall play. Oh my god! Right, you know, such a cut. Actually, after this ad. <laughs> Oh yeah, because none of Aaliyah's stuff is on none of it's on iTunes or Spotify or anything like that. So we just had these videos. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's ridiculous. Like even Prince is now on iTunes. I know. Well, it's just I, I remember reading an article about her family like being really protective of of that, and I don't really know why. Or like a lot of it's caught up in like litigation between her family and record labels and. Blackground and a bunch of other yeah. shit. Mm. Oh. Hang on, I think I'm trying to stop soon. Baby, you don't know what you do to me. Me. Between me and you, you. I feel chemistry. I won't 
no one, one. come and take your place. Cause the love you give, it can't be replaced. See, go now, let me let you do. That's why I don't mind. Spend my life with you. I wanna please you anywhere I can. I mean, like, talk about... Such a great song. It's just... What do you say about that? I mean, like, that was a, a, a massive hit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the One in a Million record Feature kind of... Quiet Storm. It, it launched her into a, a superstar, really. Mm. I mean, between this um, and, you know, the, the features that she did, whether it's Are You That Somebody? And then, um, obviously, I have to play uh, If Your Girl Only Knew because... Come on now. So good. It's just the jam. That sound still more than the Neptunes uh, is a big influence on R&B music today. Today, still very much so. more than the Neptunes. More than the Neptunes. I mean, like this sound like completely redefined R&B music. Mm. Like nobody was making like shit that like knocked this hard in R&B. Like yeah. nobody was. Like they just weren't. Like it was a thing that like she had this like. She went from doing, you know, like, A's ain't nothing but a number, kind of like New Jack well, Swingy kind of swing, stuff, which was and great. And this doesn't swing at all. But this doesn't all. swing at all. This yeah. is just, like, really hard urban shit. Yeah. And, like, beyond that, too, you know, like, Aaliyah comes out with, like, a far more, like, adult, mature, like, vibe. But just, like, it wasn't, like, this, like, overly feminine thing at all. It was, like, a very, like, it was a very strong yeah. female uh, uh, aesthetic. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't pandering and it wasn't, like, overly, like sexualized but it was still sexy i mean Aaliyah kind of invented sports goth yeah she absolutely fucking yeah. did she 100 percent did yeah. like especially with this music video i mean the leather yeah athleisure yeah athleisure i mean she she did it she really did um so those are the two tracks that um missy and tim uh produced and wrote for Aaliyah, which launched both of them into stardom uh, essentially, 1996. 1996. Mm. Uh, they both immediately just got literally whatever they wanted. Missy uh, signed with Elektra Records, 
and was able to have her own uh, record imprint, which was called um, <laughs> The Gold <Ha>. Mine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Ha> Records. <laughs> um, and she was able to, she had full creative control of anything she wanted to do, um, which was unprecedented for somebody to have on their debut album uh, and to also be able to do so. Uh, on their own record label, which was wholly financed for them mm. because they were that high in demand. Mm. Uh, she talks about how she got to do a remix. She got to do a song with Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey actually like flew down to Virginia what just to record with Mariah her. Carey? Um, let me find and it. And on which album? And, was... on, and in what year? Yeah, she co-produced this with Corey Rooney. Hey. This was on Butterfly. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's um, that is one of the tracks. That, but she, and during that time, she recorded with everyone. She obviously did the Truth. Um, she did. She recorded with Busta, Genuine. Obviously, wrote all of on all of Aaliyah's tracks. Uh, she told a funny story. I was just watching her making behind the music episode, which is really good. I had to like find pieces of it online because like VH1 fucking sucks. Mm. Um, and she talks about how, uh, Janet Jackson once called, Whitney called her and she didn't believe that it was her. So she made her sing and then Whitney started singing <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> uh, and then she did a couple tracks with Whitney, uh, and she, she, she was on fire, but <clears throat> one amazing thing happened, uh, when she dropped her debut record, Super Duper Fly, uh, because oh my God. groundbreaking it. When I when he says groundbreaking, like he means groundbreaking. He means groundbreaking. Ground was broken. It it was a brand. It was a brand new thing that like literally. I I, I I'm just gonna play it. I mean, so here's the thing about 
this like song. I literally do that every episode of this <laughs> you podcast. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fans of this. I mean, like this song. When it came out, in, in this particular record, Super Duper Fly was <laughs> this like video. this video. I mean, it's a shame that it's like a, a podcast because like I'd love to just like dissect. I mean, I'm going to spend a little bit of time right now talking about the why this video is so important, but also why this, this song and this album is so important uh, because Super Duper Fly uh, was completely produced and written by Missy and Timbaland, mm. which uh, at that point in time, nobody did. Like literally nobody did in hip hop. It wasn't a thing. Um, like self-producing ex- your own self-producing stuff. your own stuff, uh, specifically for a woman. Mm. Uh, and the crazy thing about Missy and and how she's kind of defied, like all sort of like industry norms, is that like she was this big dark-skinned woman whom would would not stand didn't didn't stand in the in the traditional beauty norms at all, mm. and she couldn't give less of a fuck about it. Uh, and this particular video for the rain, she even highlighted it. Like she was just oh, yeah. like, "I think this shit's dope. I think it's weird. I think it's cool." And she's like, "I don't give a fuck if you think I'm big. I'm gonna make myself look bigger, and then I'm gonna make myself even look even bigger by putting a fish eye lens on this thing, and I'm wearing a <laughs> fucking trash bag, and I look fly as fuck." Mm-hmm. And that's what the song is about. You know what this album is about? I'm super duper fly. It's just like I can literally be rocking a fucking trash bag, and mm-hmm. I'm still killing all y'all. And that's like a profound thing, and it, I, I was like reading up about it, and because uh, I'm a nerd and I like to read a lot of stupid intellectual bullshit that people write about like pop culture, um, I found this <laughs> this essay that somebody wrote called "Super Duper Fly: Black Women as Cyborgs in Hip Hop Videos" <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that this guy Stephen Shapiro uh, wrote, uh, and he's talking about. Uh, he kind of juxtaposes uh, Missy's video for the rain, and then uh, Lil Kim, what she did for how many licks uh, in this in this whole story that he's telling, and he says that like both of them tell the story of Black female empowerment in the face of deeply ingrained racism and sexism, mm. uh, and they both do this not by resisting postmodern transformations uh, and not by putting forth inspirational fables, but by fully embracing and plumbing the depths of of becoming. Um, and they talk, I mean, this, this, there's a lot of holes in like his argument cause I don't really understand like his sort of in, uh, integration of the cyborg elements because he thinks that she's some sort of cyborg in this video. And I don't really see that at all. Uh, but they said a few things that I thought was, that was really great about Missy, uh, in, in this thing. Uh, and he says, Elliot has decided to fight her gender battles by forcing her way onto what are generally viewed as musically male areas and boldly opposing the stereotypical female appearance. Seeing as how electronic sounds tend to be coded as masculine, Elliot's executive involvement in the production of her popular and heavily electronic-based music is a perfect example of her reshifting the gender lines in hip-hop. Uh, and that she took the boys' futuristic electronic sounds and claims them for herself as a black woman. Uh, and that's a good example uh, of just, like, why it was so groundbreaking because mm. like she was this woman that was making this music that nobody was doing in general and the only people that were touching anything near that were all like men mm. uh and she was doing it better than all of them and if you're not seen this music video obviously go watch it but uh i have to play one more track from uh super duper fly because it's it's super duper fly. It's super duper fly, and uh, obviously, like I said, Tim produced most of, like the whole record with it uh, with her, and this track is a classic Timbaland sound, uh, and it goes fucking hard. Mm. This is good. 
Scooby Squeep Squab This music video is absolutely ridiculous. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. I was looking for affection. So I decided to go. Swing that in my direction. I'll be out of control. Let's take it to perfection. Just you and me. Just see if you can bring, bring, bring. Suck it to me like you want me to ooh. I can take it like a fool, you know Do a long show with the backstroke My hormones up it like a disco All I got to say is Mr. Crisco All you got to say is Missy Go When you say go, I want to boost go it's just oh, such so a good song, and I I had to I didn't really know what sample that was when that came out. Yeah, but it's a Jackson Five. Is it? Yeah. What song? Um, God damn, what song is that? Oh, you know what? I totally lie. <laughs> it's um the Delphonics um Ready or Not. Is it? Yes. Um, hang on. I can't even think. I'm like I think I'm even blanking on what that sounds like. Oh. Here I come, you can't hide. Gonna find you and make you happy. Ready or not? Here I come. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. She did sample some Michael Jackson on another thing, but yeah, that was the Delphonics. I mean, between, so... Oh, carry on. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) So, meanwhile, and just to kind of cap why Missy shit was, like, so next level, too, because she was singing and rapping on that, which Mm. was... Mm -hmm. This album came out a year before The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill came out. So, again, nobody was doing this shit. Uh, That's, again, why I say that, like, Missy was just a game changer and really broke the mold because, like, her doing that, like, gave way for other people like Lauren Hill to like r- drop that record and people be so like oh shit like you're this this is this is something this is something that uh that you can be more than just uh your traditional idea of what uh, a female MC is which mm. was at that time again just like this hypersexualized person mm. and Missy was was kind of just being like nah I'm just a badass and 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 fuck whatever else you want to you want to call me but same time, Tim's also killing it. Uh, again, like I said, he produced all of Aaliyah's uh, One in a Million record. Uh, and then he also did this song that, like, in that same year that, like, people, I think, kind of liked. But I don't know. We'll play it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Hey. The song that still runs every single goddamn wedding and club R&B night. You can't escape it. You can't deny it. It's so don't try it. Don't try it. So just don't try it. Park those that ass down by those ankles and sweep the flow with it. And listen to the song. Hey. I'm just a bachelor. I'm just a bachelor. I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for a partner. Someone who knows how to 
falling off. Anyhow, oh my so, God. I mean, Pony, you know it. what do I need to say? Like, I don't need to go into the story of Pony, but Pony was... is That could come out today. And still, like, be a, t- a chart topper. I mean, it's just... I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know what one could say more. But like, it's just one of the more popular songs of our generation. I think when it mm-hmm. comes to like R and B music, like if it comes on, everyone's gonna be dancing. Mm-hmm. It just is, and that's just, that's the great thing about Timbaland's production uh, is that like he his like really deep bass and those like really hard hitting drums mm-hmm. and just like he. Uh, I was reading this sort of, uh, I was listening to an interview that Pharrell uh, did with Missy and he was talking about, they were they were both talking about how, you know, D- uh, Tim started off as a DJ um, and through a lot of Missy's encouragement kind of got into production just because he was a really good, great DJ who was like really amazing at cutting and could just like make all these sounds happen that like nobody could. And he would take like these really cheap like Casio keyboards from back in the day that didn't really do much at all and then like make all these ridiculous sounds come out of them and just had this unbelievable uncanny ability to like create all these like really deep sounds mm. uh and anyhow so this happens these two explode like literally explode uh in the the late 90s um and they start producing for everyone uh Jay-Z Escape uh Nicole Ray Total oh my UGK God, that Ray song. Yeah, I think I should maybe play yeah. just a little time. I wish you'd just play Missy's rap on it. <laughs> I can do that. I don't know. If you heard, I'm high as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite Missy raps. Can I get another shot? Uh you need. Get another shot. This time I'ma make it. Uh. I'm sitting on the side of the curve with a pocket full of herb. I don't know if you heard. I'm high as a bird. <laughs> Glide like skates. Me with no Timberland. It's like puff with no mace. Nicole Ray. All day. Well, say, damn it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> so she was so good at finding talent as yeah, well she was. and putting on talent. She did, and um, so obviously these two, they work with everybody. Um, they start coming around to two thousand two thousand one, uh, which is, I mean, the height of kind of when uh, they re- they all release some pretty serious records. Uh, the Real World came out uh, in ninety nine, uh, which is full of chock full of jams a couple of which i'm gonna play right now because this one came out and people were living for it to the mi brr, cat like a semi nigga stole my car once you get my get your ass a black eye oh say bye bye i'ma get your body to the sky run through your clip nigga you pissed don't trip i'ma have to bust you in your lips and the whips better have a whole lot of chips because i ain't for no nigga giving tips she's a bitch when you say my name talk more junk but won't look my way she's a bitch see i got more cheese so back on up while i roll up my sleeve she's a bitch you can't see me Joe. yeah i mean this this song uh was like the first uh record off of her second album the real world 
Uh, it was a massive, massive hit. The music video, like you were just saying, was bananas. So uh, bananas. And this is back when people would spend a lot of money on music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. A lot of money, like $2 million, <laughs> a lot yeah. of money. Uh, and uh, the the great thing about Missy was that like she was always, like I said, just she always was so inventive with the way in which she presented what she was doing. Uh, and she wasn't concerned with looking, with quote, looking unquote, pretty. pretty. Yeah, she just like, wanted to look really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that you can say about her. She's is kind that, of the like, Grace Jones of hip-hop. She really is. Yeah. She really is. I mean, like, her whole aesthetic is just, no one can deny that it's, like, just infallibly cool. Like, mm-hmm. it just is. Like, mm-hmm. And for a woman to be able to kind of just get that cool factor without without having to, like, show any skin, mm. she just rock her fucking Adidas tracksuit and everyone was like, yeah, that shit's dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, she just she just was always just fucking the the first person to like just do like put on a fucking bald cap. I mean, like CeeLo at the Grammys this year. Oh yeah, like fully Missy. That was all Missy yeah. like twenty years ago. Yeah, and like where where her proper's. Anyways, so there's that song. But my second, my favorite actual record song from the real world uh album is hot boys oh my god all the way 100 uh, because it's probably my favorite Baby, you yeah um hot boys with a z with a z and specifically <laughs> the course. remix oh yeah the remix uh because eve yes has eve a uh verse on here which still to this day just takes my breath away <laughs> Takes my breath away. It's final exam. Goddamn it. And that means uh, none of these songs the on... The um, And I'll be writing paper. This is for my ghetto motherfuckers. Uh. 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 What's your name? Cause I'm impressed. Can you treat me good? I won't settle for less. You a hot boy. A rock boy. A fun toy. So a clock boy. Where you live? Okay, I can't play too much of that, but I do have to play um, uh, part of Eve's verse because... Oh, Lil Mo. Lil Mo. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Lil Mo. Come through. Oh my god, I love Lil Mo's little, little Mayo voice. Fuck with his tongue out. Know the job ain't getting done till the body's getting drunk out. Hot boy, keep me right. Play your part, not keep it tight. Well, she gonna be in the middle of the night. But up in the seats with me, I gangsta. True to your game, street master. You the one I need when this beef street blaster. Ain't afraid to stop a cat. Pull a pop a cat. Soldier cash money, rule your world. What's up in that? S430, keep me on my toes. Get a tingle in my spine. What spot? Only he knows. He's a hot boy, Missy singing out, and I'm gonna spit it. Rough ride is screaming loud, daddy, is you with it? If your team can handle my bitches, then we gon' ride. Brick house, stallions, keep thugs open wide. Huh? Illidale's best, EVE, stay committed, mess with many. But if he ain't the realer, I ain't with it, with it. Anyways, so uh, I love that song. I just, I, mean, I can never get enough of it. doesn't help to lay the foundation for trap music. <laughs> I don't know what does. Yeah. I don't know what does. Um, it, it, it's, it's just a great one. Um. Again, during this time, she starts producing for everybody. Uh, she hops on uh, Destiny's Child's second oh God, album yes. and produces uh, what is uh, probably my, I would probably say my, 
Definitely probably my favorite Destiny's Child song. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just trying to like wager that in my head if I wanted to place that bet, but I think I do. Oh my god. It's 1999. <laughs> it's so crazy that that chick became Beyonce. I know. <laughs> no one no one knew. Kissed me off the toe, like to pick me up. I told him you was broken and I don't like to fuss. Look out for me if I needed a friend He took me to his house and then he invited me in Then we sat on the couch and put his arms around my waist Knowing my knee loving beneath then he grabbed my face He kissed me like a cockamel a piece of girl before So you know what happened, maybe I need to say no more Anyways, um... I, 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 there's too many jams to get through, so I can't sit here and listen to all of them. Um, there's but just so many. It's that song, "Confessions," is it's just a good one. Um, Tim releases a record called Tim's Bio, um, which I actually didn't even know existed until what year was that? 1998. Uh, oh. I needed to backtrack because I just realized that I forgot to talk about that one. Um, but he had a record, and I'll play one of them. I'm not particularly, it's okay. It's very Timberland, but, but it's a classic genuine, I mean, it's a classic Timberland sound. Yeah, so Tim's bio, uh, he um, he released. It actually did pretty decently, um, but obviously um, he his strengths were more on the production side. During this particular time, he starts working uh, on a few things. Kind of uh, was that before Tim and Magoo? This is no Tim and Magoo uh, was happening. I'm about to play one of those tracks because Tim and Magoo's uh, record with Missy came out right around this time. And I'm gonna play this one track because it's my favorite. Shanta got big lips and handle balls. Uh-huh. Put it on Tim like a porno star. Uh-huh. Run back the tape in the VCR. I'm coming, baby, like the big black kahuna. I wish you would have hunt me just a little sooner. Now rich like silver spooner. Spooner, now here's the finger, now I got to moon you. I wish you would have did that two years ago. Let me feel the body hit the skin, yo. Now you see a brother making a little dough. I really hate that mess, but I love you, yo. Yeah, I mean, Timberland is. It's a classic jam. And uh, 
Again, the Missy Tim rain continues to not let up. Uh, they they start working on Aaliyah's uh, third album, uh, Aaliyah. Um, her final. Her final album. Um, and it's interesting oh God, because, like, so good. right around... Uh, Right around the time that she kind of got to like, oh, hang on. This is a quote that I wanted to read. I just remembered this. It's right here. Um, it was just to say that like just how important she was. It said that uh, they said that it was like a key prophecy in the dominant 21st century black pop sound that they were able to avoid the whole East versus West players versus gangster mess. And they said that. The Timbaland and Elliot sound was everything the hip-hop doctor ordered. A woman who could flip between aggression and romance, sex and nonsense, materialism and imagination without battling one outrageously, without batting one outrageously spidery eyelash. That, like, <laughs> they just brought this, like, realness. And I think that she ended up, you know, in 2001, uh, came, by the time 2001 came around, the two of them collectively uh, started doing a lot of dope shit. Uh, and also independently, whether it be in their their productions or in their own personal music, um, a few things happened this year. Yeah, so when Missy So Addictive uh, came out, it dropped Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Uh, other tracks like One Minute Man. That was the album that cemented her as like a pop icon. Oh, I mean like One Minute Man and Get Your Freak On were massive, Get Your was like, massive hits. They I don't know if there was are. a bigger club record that year. I, I don't think it's that It's also could've... the most um, mashed up song of all time. It is. Uh, it was, it's listed as a for, uh, for Rolling Stones listed as the 14th best song of the decade. Uh, it's um, Number 466 on their 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. Wow. Um, it was the best single release of the year 2001, according to several different polls. It was uh, listed as number seven on Pitchfork Media's Top 500 for the year 2000. I mean, this song was yeah. everywhere. It was everywhere. There wasn't a bigger bigger there club wasn't. record that year. And One Minute Man also coming out um, that same year. And uh, from that same record, another mm. massive song. Uh, it uh, just kind of changed the way people were looking at her because she took this more sexually aggressive approach that people didn't prescribe to her before then. At this, and not like an aggressive sense to where it was like exploitive, but that it was like uh, she was like, I'm gonna get what I want. She was domineering. She was domineering. She was yeah. like, it's okay for a woman to want sex and to be comfortable and, and say like, and to say this is exactly what I want, how I want it. And then Tim obviously kills it on the production. Another stellar video. Yes. Tonight, follow my 
for a long time. Break me off, show me what you got, cause I don't want no one in it. She did a lot more singing on this album, too. Yeah, she did. I mean, this album was uh, a giant success for her. Um, it obviously, like you were saying, cemented her as a, um, a sort of an icon. Um, that same year, uh, she drops uh, a song that produced her very first Grammy, uh, and it's beloved by many. Oh my god. This is her first Grammy? She won a Grammy for this. is the first Grammy she won. I'm done with you, Grammys. You want to give it a go? Yeah, I mean, this song uh, was a gigantic hit. It oh, was yeah. on top of the charts for nine weeks. What? Uh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> it was it was gigantic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. clearly it's Lady Marmalade from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Start with uh, uh, Maya, mm-hmm. uh, Ping. Christina's also featured hollering all over the track. <laughs> sliding Lincoln, up and down the sliding scales. Sliding up and down the scales <laughs> and the Missy. And it was... It was like a phenomenon. Like Did you I remember, say Kim? yeah, Lil oh. Kim. Yeah, I remember when this this video dropped on TRL because I was a. Very, I remember too. I was a very avid TRL watcher. There was not an episode that I did not. Watch. I absolutely remember that. Yeah, and it was just like this phenomenon. You have like these five separate, you know, like powerhouses when it comes to music, like, mm-hmm. and whom you know, respectively, uh, were like doing like really well for themselves like pink was killing it yeah christina was killing it maya was killing it pink was still like an r&b singer yeah then. i mean she was <laughs> she, she still was, had pink hair she still had pink hair and like this song just it was everywhere like you couldn't listen to the radio a single day without it um and it uh the music video again was like a humongous deal because it was like this larger than life thing with all these like really huge stars in it uh, and I, I, I remember just everyone being so like jazzed about there was like this, this really big moment in like pop music with all mm. these like major icons like doing the song that was like actually really good, and yeah that was her first Grammy win. Um, there's also um, the the thing that they worked on collaboratively again being Aaliyah's uh, last record. Um, a few of the the better songs of of our generation ended up being on here. Uh, one of which I will play right. Mm. Baby girl. Did you sleep on the wrong side? Pushing the buffer and it's contagious. What's the latest? Speak your heart. Don't bite your tongue. Don't get it twisted. Don't misuse it. 
Yeah, so, I mean, what can you say? I mean, Aaliyah's last record was, it still is, uh, in my opinion, it's honestly one of my favorite albums of all time. It's a great album. I had, um, uh, it's one of those, like, kind of more formative moments for me, I guess I would say. I think, uh, uh, in 2001, I was a little, little tiny tyke, and, uh, <laughs> uh, was just absolutely obsessed and just in love with Aaliyah and everything that she did in this album. I remember when this music video came out and I was like, she's just so beautiful and just mm. so cool. And just like, it was such a great sound and it was like this whole futuristic, like, um, aesthetic that she had. And like, it was that, that last record that she did and in, in the work that Tim and Aaliyah were able, and, uh, obviously the Missy were able to put together. Um, it was, it was so great. I mean, the one song that is still one of my favorite songs that I wanted to play, um, it's uh, one that Missy produced and wrote for Leah, and it's to this day. Oh just, my God. This is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh my God. Goosebumps. Yeah. song like her last vocal on that song is like this sort of like airy angel riff and i remember being like real high one day Mm -hmm. smoking a bowl in my same honda 86 (laughs) with the subwoofers (laughs) of course like listening to this song really really high this was after she'd passed away yeah and just like felt i was like oh this is like her spirit yeah. Leaving her body into the heavens. That was literally the That's exact. That's what happens when you smoke weed. That is, it's true. <laughs> I I have I had a similar uh, marijuana induced uh, <laughs> moment with this song as well, where it was like this deeply profound like thing where I was just thinking that like, because honestly, what a better way to like. I mean, as disgustingly tragic as her death was, and as like much as it devastated both Tim and, and Missy and, and millions of other people, myself included, um, what a capstone, you mm. know? Yeah. Like, that that album was just so, it was so monumental, not just because of, like, her untimely passing before it re- was released, but, like, just because, just, it was just full of so many good songs mm. uh, and just so well thought out. And, like, I Care For You is just... It's a perfect song. Mm. It just is. It just captures this like really tender, like intimate, like moment, and uh, like you said, like her sort of message left to everybody, just like, "Hey, I care for you," mm. and like, 
can I, I mean, it's just this really sweet thing because like when people are like hurting, thinking about like, oh God, she's gone. And then like, can I be there for you? Can I comfort you? Can I let you know all these things? Like, it's just really reassuring. And I don't know. I, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, and yeah. So good. And, it def- and I love, I love the sort of like throwback. It has like this Rose Royce, yeah. almost like, um, you know, sort of production. Yeah. That, um. Who, who was I thinking? It was just kind of like those kind of s- slow jam, quiet, stormy kind of vibes to yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's it's a bananas track. And that album in general, uh, again, it it she 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 passed away August of 2001. Album came out shortly thereafter. Uh, Missy's album, So Addictive, also came out that year, some months prior to that. Um, so there's a lot going on. It's like Missy's, like, her, it's her highest performing album uh, and her one of her dear friends dies like months like a couple months into it mm. uh, being out and that album blows up so it's crazy to like think about dealing publicly dealing with uh, the loss of a friend like that for like both Missy and Tim uh, and for both of them to be experiencing the greatest success of their life at the same time mm. which is kind of a banana thing to think about mm. um, that there's like just smiling through it all. Uh, and in watching interviews of both of them during the time, it was just like really crazy because it's like, oh my God, you've got a platinum album. How does it feel? And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, it's it's great. You know, you're just like, these people are devastated. Like they lost a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was like listening to uh, an interview <coughs> of both of them and they were in Jamaica at the time, actually, when they were leaving Barbados uh, and, you know, Aaliyah's plane crashed and they heard the news and then they were just like, that's bullshit. And they just like kept calling her phone and kept calling her phone and kept calling her phone and kept calling her phone. And we're just like, I was going to call until she answered because I just didn't believe it. And then I realized that like that just wasn't going to happen. And it's, uh, it's crazy because, you know, um, she, she, she named her second album under construct, her fourth album that came out, you know, in 2003 under construction because she just felt that like, she was still kind of like building herself back up from the loss of, of Aaliyah and like what that meant to her creativity and to her, like her sense of community and family. One thing that like I can always say about Missy and everything that I've read or seen or heard about her is that she's very big on her family and her community. She's not a big party or anything like that. Like Mm. she's a person who just works uh, and you can tell obviously because she's so prolific, but like that kind of loss for her, like really fucked it, fucked her up a lot. Um, And meanwhile, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm kind of like waxing poetic here, but I just wanted to go through a bunch more of like the 2000 from like 2003 uh, to 2008 or so. Oh, 2009. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say uh, Tim and Missy were everywhere. Mm. Uh, they were everywhere beforehand, but especially now. Uh, they were producing for everyone. They were writing for everyone. Their own songs were doing great. Um, I'm just going to do like a quick like 30 seconds of a bunch of different songs. Okay. Because. Run, like a rundown. A rundown. Because like they have so many hits. Um, Classic Timbaland like sounds. I came home, said about a quarter to three, still so high. Hypnotized in a trance from the spider, so butter and brown and tantalizing. You were the 
I mean, arguably a bigger song. I mean, definitely a bigger song than Like I Love You. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. And really kind of cemented JT's, like, that bitch uh, when it came to, like, the blue-eyed soul mm-hmm. movement. Movement. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a struggle. <laughs> movement. <laughs> Bowel movement. You were my son. You were my earth. Took a chance and made of a plan. But I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down. No. You don't have to say what you did. Mm-hmm. This song is a. Uh... What does one say about Free Yourself? I mean, Fantasia is the oh only God. person in, uh, that ever that I ever in the entirety of American Idol picked up a phone to vote for. <laughs> the one person. You don't pay no mind. You act like you don't love me no more. Such a missy, such, such a, a missy melody. Yeah. Space awesome time. Your attitude is unpredictable. Aphrodisiac, uh, Brandy came swinging back after Full Moon <laughs> with this one. Um, Tim produced most of it. Gun, gun, this is being one of her best ones. Gun, gun, gun. Uh, Brandy, the vocal bible. Listen. Don't even think about calling me crazy. You know you peep that lady. We got a lot of hits to get through. Every song has a song. Uh, Vissy uh, produced a good chunk of Beyonce's first record, Dangerously in Love. Um, well, not a good chunk. She produced this song, uh, and it's uh, it's just a, just a solid jam. Uh, signs, uh, just yeah. Taurus, the way he handled me. 
It's so hard to even recognize that voice anymore. Yeah, it's so, so far gone from her. Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, oh, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, I threw you off. Nope. Didn't think so. Oh my god, yes. This song was literally everywhere. Yeah. Did Missy write on this? No, this is just him. Justin Timberlake would be nothing, nothing without Timbaland. That's true. I mean, there's that, there's this. Take him to the bridge. <laughs> Take him to the course. <laughs> Take him to the course. Take him to the course. <laughs> what? realized has not happened and this is a goddamn shame because in 2003 this album this is the last thing I think I'm gonna do because uh is this Maya this is Maya and uh was this a Missy this is a Missy one yeah 
what kind of girl you like. I know my looks can be deceiving. Tell me, am I your type? My main goal is to please you. What's on the schedule tonight? Am I the reason you'll be treated? I hope you have. My butt is like, whoa. It is so like, whoa. Love is like, my kiss is like, my touch is like, my sex is like, wow. my ass is like, wow. body's like, wow. and she kissing me, so what you think of it? I mean, I-, I could keep going forever. Like, the two of them have countless, countless hits. Um, and as we're well past the two-hour mark now... <laughs> Um, I'm gonna stop playing them, but uh, this is, this playlist is gonna be like fucking fire. Yeah, I mean, if you if you well, listen apparently to there's gonna be a lot of our, things that aren't gonna be on the playlist because the internet, the internet banned, banned everything apparently. between like none of Aaliyah's album like albums or any of her tracks being on Spotify uh, at all, and then two. It's a travesty. It is a travesty. I don't know when that's gonna change, but like the shitty part is that the shittiest part about that is that they are depriving. Like the youth mm. of that those albums, yeah, and that's the shame of it all. It, and I think at least Prince, Prince's estate realized that like, like, it's a disservice to that person's legacy to keep yeah. that shit off the internet. You guys need to squ- so squash the beef. And- yeah, get the fuck over it. <coughs> um, anyhow, so the the sound from Virginia Beach, Virginia, between Tim and Missy and the Neptunes, uh, really, uh, I think like defined our our generation yeah virginia beach had pretty much it all locked up they did yeah between uh between sort of like 1998 and 2008 i would say they pretty much you know they were it i mean they worked with everyone i mean even through like hip-hop and all of its beefs they were producing for everyone they were featured for everyone um the work that they did within alternative music or rock and roll uh, pop music, no matter what it is, they had their hands in everything, and they built this sound and this kind of vibe uh, in in pop music that I don't think really existed up until then. This yeah. kind of like that urban weirdo, that Afro punk kind of like like aesthetic. Uh, I think um, they that was like the first thing that I think if you were to go to if you were to go to talk to any of your if you go to any of these type of like events like where you have this kind of like this new black sound or this alternative R&B whatever it might be like you talk to anybody that's doing anything in that space they'll they'll will say that th- those people were influences like hands mm. down like you can't you can't do R&B and not be affected by anything that they did you can't do hip hop and not be affected by anything that they did yeah, um, unless you're ignorant. Unless you're ignorant, and even and even then, even if you're ignorant, you're still biting off their shit. I, um, Missy Elliott tweeted me. What? Um, she told me that. Um, and I like I was so over the moon when she tweeted me that like I posted it on my Instagram and it like took screen caps and everything. Yeah, of course. And she said, "I love your soulful voice." Oh my god. And then, so my, my pussy exploded. <laughs> No, she did not say that. No, that's what happened to me. Oh, your pussy exploded. Oh, I was like, (laughs) she told you that she loves you. I was like, God damn, that's a compliment. I get that shit put on a plaque. No, she didn't say the pussy bit. Uh, But no, absolutely. Can we cut that pussy bit out? Cut the pussy bit out. (laughs) 
I flooded my basements. I was so excited. <laughs> I flirted the basements. I flirted them. Um, and then actually, I did. I did. Um, I did a show with NERD when they were um, when they were on tour. We did like a live TV show together oh. in the UK and mm-hmm. um, met Chad and and Pharrell, and they were super cool. And then right. I sp- spent a bit of time with them in. Australia, and I was actually supposed to go to Miami to work with Pharrell. I had like four days, you know, scheduled, scheduled, and he canceled, and we never rescheduled. And then he got really popular again. Yeah, (laughs) this was like in 2009 when sort of no one was really checking for him that much. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Um, anyway, in closing, in closing, Virginia Beach is where it's at. Was where it was at. It's for lovers and for musical geniuses. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was it. And, um, yay. Yay. I mean, Um, I think. If you have uh, any questions, comments, corrections, you name it. You name it. You know where to reach us. You know where to find us. Uh, At Context of Sound on Instagram. um, Context of Sound at gmail.com. You can email me. Like Please Charlie rate and subscribe and um, what's the other things you have to do? Review. Review. Like leave really positive oh, glowing Please things. review right now. Like if you if you are listening on if iTunes, just, um, you know. Make sure you do that because it really does matter because we're trying to like get, you know, trying to get there. Um, and it'll only help us get you there too. Um, so so yeah. we'll see you, we'll see you um, next week. See you next week. Next week. Next <laughs> week. <laughs> It is like a tick. To cool it, girl, I just might do it. Hit her up with some pimp, pimp, cool shit. Mommy, don't worry, I won't abuse it. Hurry up and finish so you can watch Clueless. I laugh at these niggas when they ask who do this, but everybody know whose girl that you is. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good one.